and welcome to Leafs Talk. I am one of the humans who is involved with Leafs Talk, joined by another human who's involved, Sammy McKee. How's it going, Sammy? Morning. Pleasure to see you on this lovely Sunday evening. Uh, may I make a, a, a request for yes. future? No more Sunday hockey. <laughs> Hate no, Sunday a... hockey. Oh, Is that throw... just related to Sunday football? Nah, it just throws off the whole week equilibrium to me yeah. like it's not a it's not a hockey day i guess once football's done maybe but like i could i watch football from the start of the day until yeah. the leaf game started i watch football all day long but just to me it's just a weird day for hockey it's not a not a hockey day to me so no that's and my, we had a weird really complaint. good rhythm i think december was tuesday thursday saturday tuesday yes. thursday saturday mm-hmm. how dare they throw a sunday yeah. ass I just, you know, I need to be in my little, with my little nightcap into my PJs, getting all ready for the Under week. Under a blanket. You know? <laughs> Got to get my weighted blanket and get ready for the week, Forty. Gain <laughs> <laughs> the anxiety before tomorrow, having to deal with deal with Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, it didn't help that it was the Philadelphia Flyers who, you know, might as well just launch right into that hockey game. Mm-hmm. That Flyers team, whew, that's not a very good club. Yeah. Back-to-back <laughs> pretty boring opponents this weekend. Like last night, me and bunk talked about the mushy middle with the red wings, where they picked a weird year to be kind of half decent where it's like, why didn't you just suck for another year? Then instead of spending all this money on these fake good guys to make you fake good, instead of just being bad one more year to get like, we got David Perron. It's it's like, like, why? Yeah. I like Perron, but like all these guys, it was really weird. And then tonight it's kind of a similar situation. I guess they didn't know that a lot of their guys were going to be hurt coming into this year. Like you think of Couturier, you think of Ryan Ellis, you think of other guys, but like, and they hired, yeah, and they hired Torts, and it's like, oh, we want to be this hardworking club. Just suck. Do you That's realize? That's the most baffling part to me is the Torts thing, because if you're going to not be great, now, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong in this analogy, but I, I seem to recall the idea when Charlie Montoya was first hired for the Jays was almost mm-hmm. like, we don't think the Jays are going to be awesome, but he's like a really good guy in the interim while you're going through the rocky part. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the torts thing was like, uh, we think we're better than people think. And this guy's going to squeeze it out of this group and you just wait. And now you have a bad team and a coach who's going to make it hell to be a part of it. Yeah. And like maybe squeeze out one or two wins that you shouldn't get. Like they, they how many games they win at the start of the year where they were kind of like sneaky hot and everyone was like, oh, the torts effect. You're just 12 comebacks for the Flyers yeah, this year. Great. You should have just lost all of those games. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Punt a couple of those I, and you get the best player in the last 10 years. Yeah. By the way, how was Connor Bedard's night? Would you like to give the stats? Sure. Uh, I think he had. Six points, four goals, two short-handed goals, 13 shots on the goal. He's quite good at hockey. Seems like he may be a guy that you would want to be bad for. So yeah. I, I don't know. Like I, I like Konechny on their team. That's a guy to me that if the Leafs could find a way to figure out to get him into the mix here, I don't know if they would trade. I think he's got two more years left on his contract after this one. I don't know if they view him yeah. as like maybe a building block. Do you but, remember when he was there for them in the draft? Yeah, they took Dermot. They traded down and took Dermot. Traded down for Dermot, and the pick of that became Bracco, I think. Yeah, so I uh, I like his sort of, you know, he's got that was a nice goal that they, he scored there. Slipped one to five hole on Murray, and yeah. I thought he, I thought Good he, I, he's involved. He's involved a lot, and he seems to be under the skin of other people. It seems like kind of maybe a rich man's bunting in terms of his scoring ability. He gets That's under people's skin. That's the best skins. analogy I've ever heard. He really is like he, yes. he's a he's smart, a smart, feisty. Mm-hmm. 
Except, yeah, yeah he, he's got tons of goals. Yes. It was 21 goals. So that's a guy that I, I like on their roster. But outside of that, there ain't a whole lot. Like that wrist aligning. Oh, my God. He's what? Bad. He's really bad. bad. Yeah. Really bad. And they traded. The contract stinks. And they traded a first and a second. And Robert Clegg or Craig, whatever the guys they would place for Bobby, plays all the time for them. It's like, what? Oof. This is a, that's the type of thing where it's like, how is the GM still employed? Chuck Fletcher is like the ultimate guy where they were trying to win and they were Mm -hmm. bad. It's not like you can look at the other teams who've been trying to be bad and are bad. They were trying to win and are bad. That to me is insta bye-bye. Yeah. In fact, if you draft Connor Bedard, if you get the lottery ball and get Bedard, you just on the same day say, Chuck, we just can't let you build it. You don't seem to know (laughs) what a good team is. So (laughs) see you, buddy. Sorry, my man. Yeah. Um, but p- pretty good performance from the Leafs tonight on the end of a back-to-back with travel, going to Philly, and and came out really, really hot. You know, uh, actually, we do have the pack. We might as well show uh, Sis if you want to run some of the, the out of the gates. I, that was the part of the game that impressed me most, McKee, was that uh, some chances, like, from the hop. Yeah. It was really nice. to like The first shot on goal, David Camp, it was swept off the line. I think it was D'Angelo that swept it yeah. off the line. Like, it was really quick. They came out of the out of the shoot. And I think that's kind of what you have to do on a back to back. A lot of times you have to come out hot in the first period, kind of use the rhythm from the night before and sort of, you know, yeah. get rolling quick. And they seem to do that. They mentioned it on the broadcast. And I think it's a really actually important and, and impressive stat. The Leafs are now five Oh and one on the second half of back to back so far this year. And yeah. to me that first of all, that says that you have a couple good goaltenders, I don't know how many times that it like ended that. up being, I think, was it, I don't know which, how many of Shalgren started the second half of the back-to-backs or whatever in that stretch, but you always think back to the year where Babs ended up getting fired and that was that weird bubble year. Yep. They lost every second half of a back-to-back. They yep. had every single game they were putting in, I don't even know who they were putting in there, you know, uh, Kaskasuo or some sieve that they had right. coming up from the Marlies that was not capable and they right. lost every second half of a back to back. And that just to me is such a important part of the season because you have them. And if you can be above 500 in the second half of a back to back, you're loving it. If you're well, a Babs used to do the thing where he'd go all in on game one, right? He'd yeah. start as starter and be like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll sort it out the next day. But like great patience and poise there for camp to outweigh oh, yeah. heart, right? Yeah. That's like a they're, re- they're plugger guys kind of have some ability. We've talked about Pontus, uh, no shortage of times on our show. You know, mm-hmm. camp makes a really nice play here. Zach Ashton Reese gets a goal tonight. You know, they're, they're <laughs> low line guys. They're, they're pretty decent at the bottom in the bottom six. Can I, can I ask you a gambling question, Borny? This is one that we're really, what would a parlay of a Zach Aston Reese goal, a Nicholas Delorier goal, a Timothy Lilligren goal, and a Connor Timmons goal have paid tonight. <laughs> the, the sports book would be making <laughs> oh, yeah. its Ru- drops to give you that yeah. line. Oh, yeah. They'd be ruined if you hit it, though. It'd be like yeah, a million right. to one. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they some, just make up a number out of thin air. All right, it's 750 yeah, to one. We don't whatever care. you want. You're yeah. not going to hit that, and it ends up being. So I uh, I like seeing Lilligren, who absolutely powdered that one. Where it came out to him with Mitch, pass it to him, put Artist it on a shot pillow. contest deluxe, where it's passed to you and you skate into it. Yeah, and he like split the puck in two on the bar, and then he scores in the waffle the next time. But yeah, um, that was not. It's nice to see him get a shorty. I think that's probably going to be the first and last shorty he ever scores in his career. If I uh, I think it's a safe bet. <laughs> I think it's a safe bet. 
I think so. Yeah, no quality, uh, quality play from him. Timmons getting his first career goal was was pretty cool. Uh, particularly, there was a moment there where I think uh, there was some current injury concern for this guy to finally find a rhythm. I, I know you in the group chat were like, Timmons, you a little worried about him for well, a sec there? He kind of had a fall, weird fall in front of the net where like he kind of just crumpled to the ice. And I don't know, like we talked about it on our show about the him missing the full season due to a concussion. And you think of, you know, you think of Kasha, you think of guys that just, yeah. it's, it's really, it's scary when yeah. guys fall like that. And you're like, oh my God. And he ended up being okay. He comes back, he scores the goal. But yeah, this is an interesting one to me, Borny. Like he's performed not like ably, borderline <laughs> exceptionally well for the Toronto Maple yeah. Leafs since he's been in the lineup. And they can't get him in unless it's in the second half of a back-to-back. I guess you can take that conversation two ways, but do you like? Would you like to see him get in there more, or is it just that the decor is too good right now? Yeah, it's a good question. It's funny. I saw a stat tonight. Uh, Cam Sharon tweeted that uh, since November 25th, which is when the Leafs got Connor Timmins, mm-hmm. the D pair who's been on the ice for the fewest goals against is uh, a Vancouver pair, and second is Timmins with uh, Brody. Like, they just haven't given up much defensively, and he's got, what, 9, 10 points or whatever on a team that doesn't get offense from the back end. So certainly he's interesting, but going into the game tonight, I knew they wanted to get him in. I was like, who do you take out? And that question would remain for me. If everyone's healthy, obviously it's not Brody. Brody's just, you know, maintenance day. He's an older guy. It's the middle of the season. Why not, I assume? Who would you take out? So, yeah, it's a good spot for the Leafs to be in that you want this guy to play, and he's been good, but I don't see a spot for him. The, Hall, I guess, is the case, no, right? Not, not for me. It's For me, if you're going straight left for left, it's Sandine. Like, I, you know, yeah. if you're not using him on the top power play unit like they were for a long stretch of period of time there where he was the number one guy when Riley was out, like, I'm not saying bench Sandine for a long period of time here. I think he's played well enough. Like, I... I don't. I think he's had a bit of a swoon since he had that really hot stretch when Riley was hurt. Agreed. Yeah. But I, I at some point results are results for me. You know, like yeah. Sandine's obviously an offensively inclined player, but like when you're getting that amount of offense, like I know there's sort of there's warts with Connor Timmins' game here. He's not the most physical guy. You know, he doesn't necessarily love yeah. going into the corners. Like I understand that part of it. When the guy's got like what, like ten points, and how many games has he played? Like, I know it, it's kind of got your eyes open a little bit. Well, it's funny because I want them to switch demeanors. Like, Sandine is yes. a sneaky physical guy. Yeah, he, he hits. I think he's one of the team leaders in hits. Mm-hmm. And even tonight, I saw him take a run at a guy. Guy barely saw him. Sandine lines him up, hits into him. I ah, still 180 pounds. You know, like he's, I know the exact play. He just fell yeah. to the ice. Yeah. You know, it's like he's just not big enough to play the way that he wants to play, but. You know, for for so he has that. Timmons has the body of someone who you would want back there, but he does not want to do that. Mm-mm. And in the playoffs, with it, the, the way this Leafs team has has lost in the past, inexperience, lack of physical, whatever, like he's just the things they don't he's kind need. Of the poster boy for what yeah. exactly has been wrong with them on their decor in in past playoff failures. So I completely agree. But throughout the regular season where you're playing these dog teams on a back-to-back or the first half of back-to-back or you, know, you want to give some guys some rest, yeah. he's a really good option. And even into the playoffs, if you sure. are 9, 10 deep. If he's your six and someone's yeah, hurt, happy to have him go in. Yeah. 100%. But I just 
I, I can't help but, you know, be a little bit interested in what he's given them. Like, he's obviously a Dubas project. He knows him from the Sioux days, of course. Uh, of course, he knows him since he <laughs> was sure a child. <laughs> yeah. He raised I, him as his own. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's clear that he's a bit of a project. And so far, I'd say the project has been working pretty well. For sure. For sure. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the goaltending mm-hmm. uh, going into this weekend on our show. It was like, you know, alarm alarms are going off. You were mm-hmm. less panicked than me who, you know, talking to Kip. I've, I've OK, maybe you weren't less panicked. Uh, uh, You're feeling it a little continue. bit. Yeah, yeah, continue. Two solid showings. What'd you think of Murray tonight? Um, yeah. To be honest, this is a great weekend for uh, my psyche and yeah. my just to give me a couple days before the next game where I'm not like waking up in a cold sweat thinking about <laughs> who's going to make a goddamn save. Yeah. You know, like what was it, 852 since this? Like they were really, really right. bad. Last for, league going back to December yeah. 8th or something. Yeah. They were really bad. And it, I think it was a classic Murray night when he's good. You know, I like the athleticism is not there. Like he's not an athletic goalie. He's not diving around, but he's positionally strong. The puck hits him. There's a lot, a lot of space to hit. He didn't get going side to side. That's when he gets really, really bad. I guess there's one where he went side to side. That was a good save there. Oh, uh, big save. But I just, they're, they're both, the way these two guys play are so different. Like we've talked about before, it's just such a different style of goaltending. Yeah. But. I think it's good for the Leafs brass and Leafs fans and everyone just to see these guys go in there on back-to-back nights and both of them play really well. And in terms of such a like a, a Matt Murray night, also spent half the night fiddling around with his post, <laughs> which is like... Who's this guy, Ken Dryden in there? He's got his hands on the stick. Like, <laughs> what the hell is he doing? The I puck know. comes down and he's like not even looking at the play. Like, what I are know. you doing? Very yeah. interested in his post at all times. But, you know, it, it, it is a Matt Murray game because... You know, both goals that go in are an unscreened guy that you can't blame the goalie on. But, you know, this, they weren't unsavable plays or anything. But Matt Murray and that they, you know, he he's going across. It goes glove side. He gets a little mm-hmm. piece of it. He doesn't get all of it. That's that's not the way he plays. Generally, he's positional. He thinks the game really well. He's got a high IQ for a goalie and a lot of shots yeah. hit him. So great, solid Matt Murray night tonight. Good weekend for the Leafs. I still, you know, I don't know if it changes my mind much on still being like, uh, but no, like this is we're on a knives a knife's edge here. Like it's yes. yeah, it, every it single, could be eight shutouts in a row, and I'd be like, good things have to end. Like it's coming. Yeah, I know. You know? But I, uh, yeah, I liked it from Matt Murray tonight. I just like that they're kind of get some positive momentum going in the right way for the goaltenders, and it's such a fickle position. It's such a confidence driven position, and. Even with the guys that are playing in front of him, like you know, like how much hockey you've played in your life, if you know your goalie's fighting it, you're playing a different game out there. You're yeah. not you're not playing nearly as aggressive. You're kind of you're you're tentative to make a high risk play, which the Leafs are so good at doing, yeah. including Mitch Marner, which with a with a absolute grenade to Konechny. What say that did was- he see there? A, a extremely unmitch Marner play. Yeah. Like I didn't see who made the play and I, I just wrote down loser play in my book. <laughs> and it's like, that's not Mitch Marner. He doesn't make those sort of no. plays. He's a, you smart, you know, he's a, a winner. So yeah. that, you know, but that when was just. He, when he turns it over, it's no usually hope. not like that. 
Like no. he turns the puck over a lot, Marner, but it's usually yeah. in position. Trying to do like a little slip across yeah, the blue 100%. line in the ozone, you know? Not that one. Not like that was a. Uh, I don't even know who you want to compare that one to. That was just yeah. a complete brain dead play. He threw it to Konechny, and I love Mike Johnson the broadcast, but like he really gave Konechny a lot of credit for that goal. Oh, rolling the wrist. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, you rolled the wrist. You rolled the wrist. I'm like, I hey, kind of just beat him by shot at five but yeah, I, I uh did you see on the broadcast not to give them too much credit but them talk about that guy eating a hot dog behind so the yes and i'm glad because i want to talk about it he the guy was just eating the hot dog I normal know, right i know but that poor guy's group chat he's looking at his phone <laughs> and they're probably all just like oh way to go mucker but it wasn't george with the ice cream sundae in seinfeld like he's just taking bites of a hot dog i don't know i didn't think it was Five camera cut. Uh, I, th- I was laughing pretty hard. I thought that was pretty good. So yeah. I got a couple more quick ones for you. I don't, I don't know if this is a weird take or not. I think it may be just an obvious statement, but Tavares is so cookie driven. Mm. Like he is such points in two games this weekend. Big one for him. Remember, didn't I literally say on Thursday, like, Oh, he's going to get five points in the next three games. And he's going to be right back on point of game pace. Like he always and does. I probably rolled my eyes. I was like, he was like five points off a point per game. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I think he'll get there. All right. Yeah, he's going to finish with between 78 and 82. You can bet that you take that one too. And it's probably minus a thousand odds, but I just, you can see it when he gets one early and he gets a sniff, like, he really, really gets going when he gets one early. And I know a lot of guys are like that. Like it's clearly, that's just kind of the game, but I feel like with him, once he finds it early, it's, he's even more deadly than he already is offensively. That was it for Matthews for me. Like when Matthews would get one early in the game, I was always like, uh Oh, you know, cause uh, you know, we talked about last year. I think he scored 15 multi-goal games or something like that. Um, How many does he have this year? He has one. Really? Yeah. You, it's funny you mentioned Konechny has 21 goals because I looked at Matthews. He has 20 tonight. Is 20th tonight. It's it is interesting just that the pace is so far off. I don't know. You know, it's so hard. Did you he did you did you notice him outside of him having a puck on his stick that he shot in the net? I actually, when the game started, he had a good first shift, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Here we go. It's going to be like a Matthews night." And it just it wasn't the Matthews night. He got robbed once by Hart. He scored. There's. I will say that he is so good defensively. Yeah. Like his oh, yeah. defensive play. And maybe that's part of the reason his offense is in there. Maybe he's even more committed to it, which I don't, I don't know if that's the correct reason for why he's way below his normal pace, but he made a couple of plays tonight where it's like, he's down below the goal line. He's in between yeah. the hash marks. Like he's so responsible defensively that it's like, you forget that part of his game because yeah. you're so focused on his, him not producing and you right. want him to be deadly, but like he is so elite defensively. And I just, I can't think of someone who, let's say I had to keep the puck to myself, keep away for 20 yes. seconds and one player in the league tried to take it from me. Like he's the guy I would have the hardest time against. Like he's just got such a long reach. He's in there. He's digging. He's got yeah. a strong stick when he gets under the, you know, he's, he is really good at that stuff. So good night for him. Should we just take a quick look through the goals? Cause Callie Arncroc scores. night. Does he have three point nine tonight? He did have three point nine. He scored, yeah. and then he had an assist on the Tavares goal, and then he had one more helper. So he had a three point nine pile of offense from for him since he's been on the second line. So he is now on pace for his first twenty goal season. I he's only scored, I think fifteen might be his career high. I think he did it three times in Nashville. I want to say. 
how many how much do you think he played tonight? This is a kipper question. I always he always I seems love to these. know this. Yeah, he's playing in the top six, so they're winning the game probably a lot. 17? 12 47. I know. I'm shocked to see that. He played 12 47 tonight. He was a plus three goal and two assists. He to me is an ultimate needs to play with good players guy. Yeah, like he, he's yeah. not gonna create it on his own. Absolutely not. And he him play I mean, he's playing with like it's not just playing with two good players. He's, he's playing, playing with the two good players. The, like the elite, elite guys <laughs> in the league he's playing yeah. with on a line. And he just seems to know to go to the right spots. He gives you an honest shift, works hard, digs, and he seems to have a really hard shot. Like it really yes. does it like when it lands on his stick in a good spot, he can fire it, which I really didn't know it was a part of his game. But I think if you're going to be playing him in this situation, he's capable and he's yeah. able to be a good offensively. But I do worry about him dropping into the bottom six if they do acquire somebody to play there. Like, I don't know if you're like, oh, wow, he's going to be such a boost to the bottom six. Like, is that part of it? Good point. To me, like, I, I have to weigh that. What do you think? You know, I'd, I'd love to look at who he played with in Nashville, like where he was it was used in terms of offense. Because, you know, I look at him when he's playing with Engvall and Kerfoot or whoever, and it feels like a punt line in mm -hmm. a good way. Like, they're not going to score you the touchdown, but they're definitely going to, you know, they'll, they'll carry the play the other way. They will move field position in the right direction. But, yeah, I don't see them coming up with that big goal, but... I don't know. You know, he gets his mojo going, feels good about himself. Maybe he can do a little bit more than we expect. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you that it doesn't feel like a place he's going to go get get a bunch of goals. No. So I, uh, I'm i impressed with him. He's definitely like, that's, give Dubas credit. It's another great value contract that he's got right now. Like yeah. you can talk about the term, but the amount of production he's getting from a two and a half million dollar player, like that's, and you that can't was ask the cost for any you paid. You yes. paid, the cost was the term to get him. Mm-hmm. You know, other people would have happily given him 2.25 or whatever else it yeah. was. So, um, anything else on your list? Let me just check, double check to make sure I got everything. Um, Simmons, Simmons, maybe last game in, in Philly. Yeah. I love that he's still around. Like to me, yeah. and, you know, we always talk about the X's and O's with Keith. And we talk, we break this stuff down, but he's class act putting him out there tonight. Yeah. Like I, I know. Listen, I know like it's a back-to-back. -back. They're playing a crappy team. It's in January or whatever. But he knows the situation. He knows he's a legend in Philly. He knows that maybe his last time to play a game yeah. in that building. Who knows what the future holds for him in terms of playing. This could be his last year. And for him to just be like, hey, Simmer, we love you. You're going out there. And he probably played close to eight or nine minutes. Like It wasn't like he was not involved in yeah. the game. I, just, I think that part of Keith, you know, you think back to when, you know, after Salming passed away, and they put out the six Swedes, including the goalie, like the whole, like yep. all these things that like, he seems to have a good feel. Yeah. I know it doesn't really matter with wins and losses or whatever, but it's just so such a breath of fresh air after yeah. Babs, like sitting Spezza in the debut and like and you, you all do that wonder stuff. in terms of like demeanor and, or sorry, not just that, but like how players feel, mm -hmm. you know, the buy-in of the organization. One thing we've said with this team is they seem so bought in, like the structure is so good. They're listening, mm -hmm. you know, to the coach. And part of that could be stuff like this where, you know, he's recognizing they are humans and need the odd, you know, what need their flowers once in a yeah. while. So, and it, I mean, there's, there's probably worse jobs in the world than Simmons has right now. Like flying around with the team. Yeah. And, 
you know, hard, playing. hard to set him up for hockey success. Great yeah. job, but he doesn't look like he, he hasn't played. Like, how no, do you expect them to be anything? No, he doesn't. He doesn't play at all. And it's just but like to fly around first class with the Leafs and, you know, get the train at the facility and hang out with those guys and just, you know, I don't I think he's probably not in the worst state of mind when he's he feel, he's probably going to get to play what? Six or seven more games for the rest of this year, maybe second sure. half of back to backs. He'll get into games. So I just yeah. thought that was a nice touch by Keith to get him in there. A nice touch, and I think a nice way to end Leafs talk. Me too, buddy. Let's see you tomorrow. And he, uh, yeah, um, this has been a lot of fun. I'm on on Wednesday again. Uh, the Leafs play again before that. No, they play back to back again. So they have the Preds on Wednesday, and then they go to Detroit before. Saturday next week against the Boston Bruins at the TD oh, Garden. Oh. oh, yeah, baby. Time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's all for us uh, tonight, and we will see you again in a few days. Thanks. <laughs>